So we're back. This is the L Girls. I'm Allie. I'm Mara. And we did take a little hiatus, so you guys we didn't did. have an episode five recap because Mara had surgery. Uh, yeah, I had surgery and I couldn't move my mouth. Um, and for some bitch who talks a lot, that was really <laughs> rough. Um, but now I can move my mouth at a decent rate. Yeah. And we can do this episode. And I'm really excited because this episode was fun. Yes, this episode was fun. Um, I think we should talk about at least one scene from episode five that we missed, which is Bette Porter shoving a man down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Which definitely is a lead-in into this episode. Yeah. Um, it was the final scene of episode five. The last episode, yeah. Which is, like, ugh, iconic. Absolutely iconic. Basically, it's... Um, Bette is uh, at the play for Angie and they're all walking out of the theater and um a man who is um Felicity's husband yeah starts yelling at Bet and Angie sort of jumps in and gets in between them and the man yanks Angie away and so Bet seeing her daughter being shoved by a grown man shoved shoved man down the stairs as she should and everyone around, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of no parents one does and teachers, probably. They all yeah. stand around with their cameras. Yeah. Leaving Bet to, like, help him. No one made a move. The L word, and it's social commentary. Yeah, it's really <laughs> something to think about. Yeah, really. Eileen Shaken was like, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Phones ruin everything. <laughs> um, but this episode. This episode started with a media frenzy right outside Bet's house. So, like, every news reporter's there. It's, like, crazy. And we see um, Alice and Shane walk through all of the, which, like, media, which is... Which was Alice's, um, I guess it was, like, a... Was it a jumper? A jumpsuit? A jump- it, it was a better jumpsuit. It was, like, a janitor's outfit, but, like, make it yeah. fashion, Oh, you know? my God, like, I loved it. It was like, beautiful. The color combo, color blocking. It was, like, purple yeah. and pink. I want it. Whoever designed it. Yeah, the wardrobe department for Alice specifically. You guys are doing great. Absolutely, yeah. Ugh, killing it. So they walk in, they go through all of the media, all the questions that are being asked, and um, they go into Bette's house, and uh, we see Danny is also with Bette, you know, doing cover it, Mm -hmm. like, trying to control all the damage that's being done to the campaign, I guess. And Alice is mad that she defended Bet on her talk show. Yeah, which we did point out at the beginning when that yeah, happened. We were like, oh, that's going to come to bite her in the ass. Yeah, because, you know, Bet had said that she's not seeing Felicity anymore. And Alice yeah. said, I believe her. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so that was a problem. <laughs> that and, sucked. And then she says, I, you know, you should have told us. And then Bet looks at Shane. And Shane <laughs> looks at Bet. Bet told Shane. Bet didn't tell Alice. So Alice was feeling really left out, yeah. and I felt like I felt bad I, for her. I felt because that always happened to Alice in the last yeah. the last season too. Because like she was always the last one to know about things, even though she's the one that cares the most. I know. I'm like Miss. She's so cute. I just feel bad for her. But this this was a good opening scene. I will say compared oh, yeah. to the, the rest. I feel like the rest opened like with sex or the new characters and it's just like not right. really that interesting yeah whereas this one felt drama like we were drama off the bat kind of like taking us back to old l word right we're seeing like bet crying oh my god <laughs> which you like never see no um, and when bet cries it's like it's the what, end of the world you know there's a few moments yeah. of bet that i love i love jealous bet i love crying bet i love we totally. love bet we just love bet there we go <laughs> but it was a and it was a lot of that we love a good opening scene with bet in it yeah so it was wonderful perfect um, um and then 
Alice sort of storms off because she's, like, feeling mad. mad. Yeah. And um, Shane asks Bet, are you all right? And Bet says no. Obvious. For obvious reasons. Uh, and then, obvi- then we find out that Bet forgets to take Angie to the DMV today. Right. And there's so much going and, like, on. Shane like, Shane is like, no oh, way. we'll take her. Mm-hmm. Very sweet interaction. Obviously, because, like, Bet is super <laughs> out of it. Yeah. Um, and so then Bet sort of begins to cry more and like she starts to sort of like break down she's like i can't do this anymore like i have to drop out um i think that's what is best for her family and all that and then she um she sort of yells you cannot tell me what to fucking do at danny yeah and then opens her front door and guess who it motherfucking is tina canard tina canard is back bitch the gasps. I'm not even a Tina stan. I don't like her at all. But I it just my Tina mm. warrior jumped out in I was this just, episode. I was just happy to be back to the old L word. I was I just like, we're it. back, we're home. Like, and Laurel Holman was like, yes, I do not act anymore, but I will <laughs> to play Tina. For this. The multifaceted. We know everything about Tina. We never. We don't know anything about Tina, besides bet like that's all tina yeah that's her only characteristic yeah basically (laughs) so i was i was happy about it yeah i was i was so fucking happy it was great because i was just like hell yeah but leads into the l word um theme song which doesn't there was no theme song it was just like here's the word weird transition into uh finley and tess Mm -hmm. morning after um i feel like finley just like has no perception of what it's like to be a human. Because, <laughs> like, she, it's... Obviously, everyone knows morning after a, like, one-night stand is very much, like, you get up and go. Yeah. Like, you don't linger. No. And she's yeah. like, I made mimosas, and I made this, and I Ugh. did this. And it's like, girl, go. Go yeah, home. Just, just leave. Um, so, it's obviously had just had sex. And in the last episode, Tess lost her sobriety. Yeah. So, that was a big thing. And she wakes up in this episode, obviously regretting it. And that's when Shane walks in into this whole mess that is, like, they're mm-hmm. at Dana's. And Shane is obviously angry about it and is like, you know, I can fire you for this. Yeah. Tess is very much, like, apologetic. Um, and then Shane is, asks her, I thought you were sober. Tess obviously goes, yes, I, I was. And that's when Finley, the dumbass she is, kind of has this realization that she, she fucked up in that situation, but also just... Like, needs to get her shit together. Yeah, needs to get her life together in general. Um, it was kind of a little bit of a wake-up call. Uh, which was... I'm glad she had that. I know. I feel like everything that happens to Finley is a wake-up call. And, and now she, she's, like, maybe starting to see, but not really. Yeah. Like, she sees it, and then she doesn't do anything about it. Like, she right. recognizes that... She's like, oh, I feel bad. The end. Yeah, basically. Also, I just... She is the gay that would wear the rainbow boxer shorts, so... Which she was wearing in this exactly, scene. yeah. So I, I thought it's, that was very accurate. Character. Yeah, I think it that is very funny. Um, <laughs> so that was like a quick scene, but Shane also you can tell has like regrets about sleeping with um, what's her name Lena Lena, which was because she was very forgiving after she finds out that Tess lost her sobriety yeah. and was just like. Just clean this place up. It's like, already an inappropriate workplace. Like, yeah. We don't need to... We can't make it any no. more inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lesbians and their lack of boundaries. <laughs> Basically. So, 
Um, after that, we see Bet and Tina again, my favorites. Back, yes. back to, <laughs> back to Bet and Tina. Uh, Tina's asking Bet how the play was, and they start talking about Jordy and right. Angie. And we sort of see in this scene that Tina is more of the hands-on parent because uh, Bet is just. So you could just tell that she's so like involved in her work and her career. As I, she always is. I kind of like disagree. I think Bet is more of the hands-on parent, and because she's the hands-on parent, that that's why Angie is drawn to tell um, Tina all of her secrets. I guess, and I guess like, she's more like I mean, yeah, like they're her and Tina are like friends yeah. almost. They're not like it's not like a mother-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Bet is like a mother. Yeah, and you yeah. don't want to tell your mom these things. Oh no, you no, know? no, true, true, true. Yeah, no, I totally. Get, I mean, Tina's more of like. I think she's clued into what's going on yes, in Angie's yeah. life. Um, and Bet sort of arranges it. Like, yeah. Like, pick up, like, I don't know, just... That is, like, logistical, and, and, and Angie and Tina have, like, a more personal relationship. Yeah, totally. Which is, which obviously visibly hurt Bet's feelings. Yeah. And uh, Bet doesn't know how she, doesn't know how to feel about Jordy, and she makes yeah. her nervous, and Tina's like, anyone who likes our daughter is going to make us nervous. Aww. And Bet says, do you think they've had sex? And uh, Tina says, they haven't even kissed yet. Which, that's so funny to me, because isn't Angie, like, 14 years old? Uh, no, she got her driver's license. So oh, she's 16. she's 16. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, oh my god, you want your 14, you think your 14-year-old daughter had sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, I guess that makes sense. You're right. I just want to point out, though, yeah. that Tina's hair... The little pink tint that they put in there, <laughs> it's working for me. I really like it. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, she's she's killing it. Um, she asks Bet, do you want to tell me what happened last night? Last night as in, like, what happened with the man, the man. being shoved down the stairs. Um, and she says that Angie stepped in between us and almost to protect her, which was, like, really cute. Yeah, there was a, sweet. Yeah. Um, and... Sorry. I'm, well, Tina was obviously... Um, she was, like, what, the second Bet said, Angie stepped in almost to protect me, also, the man touched our daughter. Yeah. That's why I shoved him. Uh, Tina was very much like, oh, I get it. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I feel like Tina had this understanding that Bet shoved him out of anger, not mm-hmm. out of, like, protection for their daughter, and then Tina had, was like, oh, duh, I would have done the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? And that was kind of nice because that kind of brought Tina and Bet at the same level where they're like now saying eye to eye on things. Totally. So that's when Tina actually asks Bet if he's gonna press charges. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina's like, or Bet is, Bet is essentially like, I have no fucking idea what he's gonna do. That's when Tina gets a phone call um, for like work, a yeah, work right. thing, and <laughs> it kind of cuts to a Bet's face. And it's just this, like, really jealous and, like, oh, I'm not the center of attention kind of face. Yeah. Where I, my theory is, is that now they're writing Tina as this powerful badass bitch. Yes. The, the, the character she deserved to have been the whole yes. time. and the character that I saw coming in, like, season five and six when she was, like, being a badass producer mm-hmm. and, like, getting shit done and yelling at Jenny all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I like Tina now. Yeah, and that was, like, the Tina that kind of popped back in because mm-hmm. this is the Tina without Bet in her life. Right, 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 right. And Bet was kind of flabbergasted by that mm-hmm. and her face definitely red so mm-hmm. and um to me this Tina is now what Bet was. Cause Bet is just fucking up and ruining her life. 
technically she's still in a position of power, right. but I think it's the position of power that she's in is a position she's cre- creating for herself. Right. Whereas Tina is in an actual position of power. Right. Which yeah. is kind of cool to see. I, I like I, I love, love power it. dynamic shift. I absolutely love it. I love seeing Tina actually like stick up for herself because every time Tina would stick up for herself in the old seasons, I, it, she would just knowing that she would lose. I feel like every yeah, she like yeah. knew that she was losing as she was speaking. Yeah. To bet. It's it's hard to be like up to, to par with bet. You yeah. Know? But it kind of ended with Bet's face and went into um, a conversation between Sophie and Finley. Yes. Where Sophie is complaining about Danny and how she asked for space and, like, left in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Obviously because she's Bet's campaign manager Mm -hmm. and had to deal with that. But she also did leave. And they're going through, like, some weird tension in their relationship. Right. um, Which we'll get more into, like... Yeah. later because they have more scenes about that but this was just like a short scene honestly very of, short of sophie complaining to finley yeah and then asking finley about um her and like what happened with tess and finley like changes the subject and is like i'm not i'm not gonna talk about it basically. yeah and, she, and finley starts talking about her mom and again oh, yeah. there is another reference to hot moms because I feel like this is like we the third milf or fourth representation. Milf, milf <laughs> representation is really important to me, and I'm glad that they are just like really pushing it within yeah. the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. They're just really going for it. Shout out to the milfs. Seriously, <laughs> honestly, I I love it. They're allowed. They are allowed. So then we see Danny and Pierce, who work for Bet's campaign, obviously, um, talking about what um, they're gonna do, sort of like fixing this whole situation. And um, Danny is on the phone, like, talking to probably reporters, saying that she did what any mother would do in this situation. Mm -hmm. And then they said, oh, is that your official statement? And she's like, no, it's not. So they're really struggling with how to, like, frame this. Right. um, So that she, like, does not lose the campaign completely. I mean, come on now. We said that we would vote for her. Even after, because she shot the man. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, realistically and logistically, I mean... A black woman who's gay shoved a straight, cisgendered, white man down a set of stairs, and it was caught on video. That's... We don't live in a world that accepts that. No, we don't, and I wish we did. I wish we did, because we should be shoving more men. (laughs) You can quote me on that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the mess that they're trying to to figure out. And, And Danny says that, you know, she really, again, she, like... Bet is making her feel again, and all this, all these like deeper feelings. And Pierce is more realistic about the situation, and saw this, saw Bet as like the gateway into having more rep- queer representation in politics and stuff like that. Yeah. And he says that he's a trans man, and seeing someone like her would, you know, be big, right, in politics and in for a lot of people's lives would be huge. And um, but he recognizes that Danny is, he says that Danny's in this for something else. Like she's, like Bet has gotten to her. Which yeah. Bet has the power to do. She is, she get she tends to get to people and yeah. they want to please her. I also think Danny has like a crush on oh, her. Oh yeah. I like, mean, compl- that's Bet's power. Yeah, you all, we all there have you crush go. on that's, that's how she got to her. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, which I think, I hope it's not true, but I think it's going to become a plot point. I think so too. And I, I hope it's not reciprocated by Bet because I don't because she I don't can't ship fuck it. up I don't anymore. Care. No. I, I like come on Bet. like I as long I, I know Bet is like the one that creates drama uh-huh. and that's what makes it entertaining. But at the same time I'm tired of 
vet being the one that fucks everything up all the time. Yeah. <sighs> whatever. I hope that's not... Whatever. I hope it's not a plot point. But I feel like this is one of the first times that the show is actually calling Bet out on being sort of a terrible person because... Right. The, how much Pierce was saying, like, you have to realize what she's doing. Like, this yeah. is... like This, this isn't is, good. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to see it yeah. and open your eyes. I mean, more on that later, uh, it kind of jumps to Kiara and Shane waiting outside the DMV when they took Angie, and a fan approaches Kiara... Who's actually really beautiful. Can really I just beautiful. Point out, has a gorgeous, beautiful accent, and is like, "Oh, I saw you at um, Glastonbury. You were great. Can we get a photo?" Shane takes a photo of them. Very cute. Angie comes out of the DMV, mm-hmm. like set, like the same thing that we all did. We like come out, be like, "Oh, like I don't think, I, like I didn't." Pa-. And then we like trick your parents into <laughs> being like, "Oh, I passed." Ah ha ha. She passes. Shane gave her her car keys and was like, "We can go anywhere you want." She's like, really? Yay! The end. The end. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Then it cuts to Alice and Gigi and Nat at brunch. Um, And Alice is complaining about Bet um, and how she didn't know about Felicity and all of this stuff. And and she's like, it's not like I'm gossipy or anything. Even though she literally built her entire career on being a gossip. I love it. How she built her her, her radio show on... Who all of her friends were sleeping with. Yeah. Like, She's like, I changed the name. <laughs> did you though? Did you? Did you? I don't I don't know. Um and Long live Gabby. Gabby. <laughs> love yeah. Her. Love her. We stand. I and I just like I not to like get off topic, but like my favorite thing about old L words was that because at that point, like lesbian circles were small one but also like lesbians in film was small Mm -hmm. so like they would just be constantly making like weird campy references or bringing on right like um i think her name is guinevere turner she was the Mm -hmm. one who made go fish which is like the like it's lesbians pulp fiction like that's what it's like so it's so great to have like gabby playing that or uh, her playing gabby anyways off topic but i miss the old l word yeah yeah (laughs) but i mean we, we were getting it Back bit, bit a by li- bit. bit by bit, yeah. We're getting. And I'm them. grateful. It's nice because I mean, it's the first season, so we have to like let them. Oh, totally. We have yeah. to let them grow. So, um, they are sort of you know all touching each other, holding hands in a way, and the waitress stops and goes, "Oh, you guys are, uh, I like making me sad. I wish my best friends lived in L.A." And Gigi turns <laughs> to the waitress and says, "We're not friends." Period. And, and the waitress goes, "Oh." Okay, wow. And she gets it. She gets it immediately. <laughs> and then she goes, I love your show. She says, I love your show, Alice. And Nat does not look happy. And the scene sort of ends there. But Gigi's powerful. Yeah, Gigi was... <laughs> Gigi was like, I'm fed the fuck up. So, <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Um, back to Bat and Tina. Yes. It was, it was a nice. We got Alice and then Bat and Tina right after. Oh, I love it. Super nice. Eating, eating good. Um... <laughs> eating good it starts with bentina discussing art <laughs> she's like oh did you get this piece Bitch, we really are back <laughs> um and then they start discussing angie and what it's like raising her and just kind of like comparing notes as mothers yeah um, yes which is very that was, sweet that was the scene comparing notes as mothers yeah That's a good way to... it was really nice i liked it and then Tina tells Bet that she does think that she is a good mother because Bet is like doubting herself. She's like, I'm pretty sure I fucked up our kid. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, and this well, I love how she goes, I'm pretty sure like we fucked her up. And then she goes, 
I, I fucked, fucked her up. up. Yeah. <laughs> the self-awareness is the, there. The self-awareness is getting there bit by bit again. Right. Which is nice. And because she needs to get it. Um. <laughs> That's when Tina calls out Bet mm-hmm. and is like, um, after saying she's a good mother, she says, I'm glad you're able to create enough space for her. Bet is obviously like, of course. And then Tina scoffs, rolls her eyes, um, and is like, well, that doesn't come natural to you. You never did that for me. <laughs> I was like, Calling her out. They're already divorced, already moved on, but she's still salty about it. And I... As she should. Yeah. As she should. Absolutely. And they have this, like, conversation about it where Bet is, like, uh, like, kind of caught off guard. Because she's, in that sense, she's not self-aware. Uh-huh. And Tina is like, my whole life revolved around you. Like, I put your career first, your feelings yeah. first. You were always above everything else. Mm-hmm. And and then Bet it was like, well, I guess I just didn't see it like that. And Tina's like, um, of course you didn't because you're always right. Then Bet goes, look around. I'm always wrong. Or something <laughs> like that. I, yeah. can't, I don't remember the quote verbatim. But it was funny because it's... Because Bet is so self-aware about her fuck-ups, but yeah. not self-aware about her personality. Yeah. Which is Yeah, it's interesting. so interesting. Yeah. She sees when she fucks up, but she never sees when... I guess it's because she is so, like, goal-oriented that when she's reaching her goals and not fucking up, she doesn't see how that could be hurting other people. Yeah. I don't know. She only sees how it hurts other people when, when she fucks up or when people call her out on it. She begins to see it. Yeah. Um... But the whole idea of the scene was that Bet takes up too much space. Yeah. And not literally, I mean, like, <laughs> like in the in a larger scheme of things, mm-hmm. Bet, Bet is always, we talk about this all the time, like, she has to be the center of attention, and that's in why everyone's lives, like, 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 even if she doesn't love the person back, she wants them to love her, and she yeah. wants them, you know, it's yeah. sort of messed up. It's way. a little bit fucked up, definitely. Yeah. Um, and you see that with, like, Alice and Shane uh-huh. and like all of her friendships, like she needs to be the center of attention. Oh, yeah. That's where her and then when she's not, that's when the jealousy comes out. Oh yeah. But <laughs> I'm glad that we're here and ready to drag but even though we love her. Even though we love her. That is when Tina asks about Felicity. Mm-hmm. Just like changing her the subject was like, okay, whatever. I'm not trying to drag you, but also I am. Yeah. <laughs> um and Bet is like yeah, I broke up with Felicity yesterday before all of this happened. I should have broke up with her sooner. Um, Tina was like, yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then that's when Tina, is, or Bet is like, well, she was there for me when Kit died. And Tina's like, I wish I was there for you. And Bet says, well, you could have been, but you didn't even come to the fucking funeral. Yeah, that actually made me very sad because... Like, I remember lo- watching, spoiler alert, not so spoiler alert, if you watched season three, Dana's funeral. Everyone was there. Oh, shit. That's yeah. so sad. But it was just, it was so nice to see everybody there supporting, and I feel like it would have been so sad to see everyone but Tina. But, yeah. I'm glad they didn't do, like, a funeral scene for oh, Kit. No. Like, I literally would have died. I would have been Like, I would have been so sad, but... Yeah, Tina, I guess the whole, they framed that conversation. Basically, Tina's response was, um, I didn't want to, we had just gotten divorced. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hurt you. I, I wanted to protect you by, like, not being there. And Bet says something that, like, totally fucked me up. She's like, you should have been there. I thought you were my family. And it cuts to, like, Tina just crying, and that's how the, the scene ends. Yeah. Which I'm like, 
Chef's oh, kiss. Absolutely. Like, chef's fucking kiss. Chef's kiss. And then a dramatic um, transition from Tina, like, beginning to cry to Finley swimming in the pool without a shirt on, just mm. chilling out, having a good time. And Sophie is there. And, and um, again, Finley is starting to look at her life and see if the decisions she's making are good ones mm-hmm. and she starts reflecting and she, she says am I broken because like Rebecca had told her that she's like broken yeah and um Sophie is not giving great advice no she's just sort of making Finley feel good about herself and um but not recognizing like what she could do to feel even better about herself yeah and so she's like that's not your fault with Tess last night. Like, she would have drank if you weren't there, which is true. That's but true. she shouldn't have offered her alcohol. Offered her alcohol and then offered her mimosa the night. The next the, the, morning. The next morning. Like, clearly, obviously, here, we're see- sensing a pattern of It's just not very adult, you know? No. Like, yeah. I, I don't really... That's another thing I'm thinking after this episode was, how old is Finley? I don't know how old Like, Finley if she's is. friends with um, Soph- Sophie, who's like at the age where she's getting married mm-hmm. and Finley is like this immature. I'm like, well, you're probably in your mid to late twenties. Yeah. Girl, I'm not saying mid to late twenties is old by no, any yeah, means, yeah. but it, you're at an age where you are getting your shit together. Like, totally. girl, what are you doing? And she's riding a bike and, and getting drunk like every day. It's just, yeah. It doesn't like really have a job. Like, yeah. Um, and so to, help the situation even more <laughs> sophie says let's go out tonight we're having a bro night like woo!" i literally stuff. hate lesbians like that bro <laughs> night oh bro my night. god uh, so they're gonna go out which obviously is you know finley deserves a night where she's not drinking yeah like, i'm like one night, night at she, least finley always is a bro night like yeah it's bro night every right. night <laughs> it's bro night every night yeah i'm not a big fan of that whole idea but <laughs> to make to make up for that weird scene, mm-hmm. it cuts to uh, Kiara and Shane and Angie in the car with Angie driving. And I think it, the scene opens with Shane being like, is this Jordy's house? Yeah. Like, um, and that's when Angie asks, uh, how do you know if you love someone? Which is so Oh sweet. my gosh, the scene is so cute. Yeah, and like Shane is kind of caught off guard by that. And she's like, Kiara, you want to take this? Mm-hmm. And that's when Kiara tells the story of how she met Jane. Oh, Jane. <laughs> Shane. Um, and it was at a French Vogue shoot. And these Shane lesbians are so Yeah, these so fucking guys. <laughs> um, Shane was doing Kiara's hair, and I guess the photographer, who was like some French dude, obviously, um, called uh, Kiara to come over, and Shane, like, was like no she's not ready and then Shane and the French photographer like got into a fight and Kiara the queen that she is Mm -hmm. knows how to speak French and was translating for them and Shane had the idea that Kiara was on his side so she was being rude to Kiara and somehow Kiara ended up asking her out yeah (laughs) and then they went out and I guess the way that she was telling the story they just talked from basically dawn like, they watched the sunrise together, right. and it was a really su- sweet moment, um, and I, according to Kiara, that's when they fell in love, um, but it kind of, after that story, she says, the scariest moment, though, is when you are the second before you tell someone you love them, mm-hmm. because you don't really know if they're gonna say it back, right. even though your brain knows, 
if you love someone that deeply, that person probably loves you back. Um, so your brain knows that, but your heart doesn't know that yet. Mm -hmm. So it's just very much that like fear of telling someone you love them and waiting for that response. Right. And Shane was like, I said it back. And (laughs) Kiara was like, not, not immediately. And Shane was like, well, I have to take a breath first. I had to inhale. (laughs) Which Which I love. so, I feel like it's so Shane to do. It is. To to inhale, like right after. Yeah. But also like, I think it's, it's also funny because when you're kind of in a time warp when you tell someone you love them because uh-huh. you're so nervous mm-hmm. that a second feels like an eternity. So it's like, it, she probably was just inhaling in between a sentence and it felt like a year. <laughs> right. like, yeah. I don't know. And then Shane just ends up giving Angie a little bit of, a, like, a little bit of a pep talk about mm-hmm. um, telling Jordy she loves her. She's like, you've got to do it. There's no other way you're going to find out. Yeah. Um. So Angie, like... Grows oh, it's so cute. And goes up to Jordy. <laughs> and it's so sweet. Um, so while Angie goes to Jordy, it stays in the car. Mm-hmm. And you see Shane and Kiara, like, mothering. Shane moves to the backseat and is, like, with Kiara. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, watching out, like watching the conversation happen out the window. Um, and it's just very a very cute maternal moment. And that's when Kiara is like, see, this is what I want. Like... Wait. This is what I want with you. Um, And then we go to the conversation Angie and Jordy are having. And it was so cute and so awkward and, like, so 16 years old. Oh, yeah. Like, I loved it so much. Um, And that's kind of when Angie is like, yesterday was such a shit show. Mm -hmm. But the whole time, I only wanted to know if you were okay. Um, and And I care about you so much. And I want... Basically just saying... It was so weird to me that I was thinking about you, and I realized I like like you. I think I love you. And she was like, do you love me back or something like that? Mm-hmm. And Jordy was like, yeah, like, I like you. I, I love you. And I was just like, that's so, so wholesome. And then they're like, well, awkward pause. And then they, like, do a little peck. They, like, kiss. And it was even it's cuter. So, like, it warmed my heart. Baby lesbians. That's uh, Angie Porter fucking canard. <laughs> hyphen. <laughs> I love it so much. And that's when Shane and Kiara, like, cheer from the car. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. And um, Shane, like, I think she, like, shouts, like, all right. Like, yeah. did I tell you? <laughs> Very Shane. Um, and that's when, you know, she turns to Kiara and is like, fine, I will raise a child with you. Yep. So big moment for Miss Shane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we go to another car in Los Angeles. Yeah, another car. That is um, Alice, Gigi, and Nat. All wearing sunglasses that I just love. They're I, just, were the rest of them wearing sunglasses? I just, I only I wrote noted, sunglasses. I only noted times, Alice's. Times. Times three because we love Alice's sunglasses every single time. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Her sunglasses were killer this time, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to, I hope she has a closet with, like, just sunglasses. Just sunglasses and pantsuits, like, mat- coordinating. The like, color like, combo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, and so, Alice is just, like, complaining, like, it's so hot. Um, you know, if you honk, they're gonna go slower, like. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, classic summer in Alice. LA, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Gigi asks, what did it mean that we all held hands in the dark? And so, they're still trying to figure out what this relationship is, because they don't know what it should look like, what it should be like. Um, but they clearly all sort of like each other in a way, and it's, you know, they're trying to figure it out. <laughs> and Nat 
is mad at Gigi that Gigi told a stranger, the waitress at the restaurant, um, because she doesn't want to tell anyone until they tell the kids, but she doesn't, right. she said the kids are not knowing, even though they're asking questions and they're like wondering why Gigi's over so much and all this. So there's a lot of confusion on, on everyone's part. And um, Nat just wants this in the closet, a big walk-in closet for all of them to fit in. Yeah, yeah. she's like, described. let's keep it in the dark, which I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a tough thing to be figuring out. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, th- then they like make fun of her driving, right? Yeah, <laughs> she goes, you drive like you're being chased. Because Gigi has road rage. She's like yeah. yelled and honged like multiple it's times. It's hot. It is. It is hot. I'm, I, she's very, she, I think I have like the biggest crush on her. Of yeah. All, I think of all the people in the show. I think she's super hot. She is, and she's a good actress. Yeah. She's so good. So. <laughs> then we go to our bro night with oh um, my God. Sophie and Finley. Uh, and that's when. And they go to Dana's. They go to Dana's. I'm like, can you come up with something else? <laughs> can you come up with something else? But Sophie starts talking about Danny and is like, oh, she's so hot. And then she's like, oh, you know who else is hot? Bet. And it's like, <laughs> period. We know. Um. And I, but like, she's calling Bet hot in the sense of like, yes, she's attractive, but it's like almost like a threat. She's kind of suspicious of Danny and mm-hmm. Bet, which I'm like, I, I hope it doesn't happen. Like, I'm usually here for Bet, like, cheating with anyone because I love the drama, but I just, <laughs> I don't. Not Dana, because I'm uh, not Dana. <laughs> Danny, because I don't like her. I just, I just don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like seeing that happen. I don't know. Everyone else that Bet has hooked up with, no matter how wrong it is, we like. Yeah. You know? Even the mm-hmm. fucking carpenter, I liked her. Oh, I loved her. She was great. She was great. So, whatever. Then Finley goes to Tess, because Tess is, like, eyeing her. Um, and Tess is like, you don't need to make this weird. Mm-hmm. And Finley's like, mm, am I making it weird? And she's like, yeah, have you ever slept with a friend before? And she's like, no. I only sleep with strangers and priests. priests. <laughs> I was like, well. Um, but then Tess is like, well... The good thing about sleeping with a friend is that it's never going to happen again. And what was the second thing she said? It was kind of like, oh, you don't make it awkward or something like that. It's never going to happen again. I don't know. But it really wasn't that important. It was just basically Tess being like, stop making it weird. Like, yeah. Um, and Finley was like, okay, cool. She leaves. Then we see Tess still pouring vodka into her drink. Yeah. But under the table, so I think she's like keeping it on the DL. Oh, so um, sad. makes me sad because I love Tess. I, I love don't Tess. want her to fucking ruin her life. No. Um, but then Shane shows up into the scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess she owns the bar, so that's why she's there. <laughs> but uh, she's she's like, oh, by the way, did you get my text? And Finley's like, no. Um, and Shane is like, well, Kiara's moving in dot 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 and Finley's like oh great like congratulations and she's like no Kiara's moving in pick up the social cues yeah we need to get out yeah like Finley get the fuck out of my house like move out um so that's when Sophie tells Finley drunkenly that she needs to move in with her Mm -hmm. um and then Tegan and Sarah starts playing Tegan and Sarah starts (laughs) playing and they go I love this song as the lesbians (laughs) that they are um, yeah. and they start dancing. And then, awkward moment, Sophie and Finley almost kiss. Yeah. Then Sophie, like, breaks away and is like, oh, I'm super drunk, ha ha ha. Um, very awkward, I will say. Um, and after that, we see Tina and Angie. 
again Aww, in, super sweet in Angie's bedroom and it's so cute and um there's so many good like parenting scenes yeah um, I guess because everyone's at the age now where you're like parenting yeah like yeah crazy I guess this is parenthood you see <laughs> um so Tina is like asking to see her driver's license and um she's like I'm I keep missing everything and Angie says well like wh- why like why do you have to miss everything um and Tina says something that I think we were sort of like expecting as we were seeing yeah, Tina like yeah. rise into herself on the past couple scenes. Like we all that she was saw in. it. Happen, we all saw it, but and, Tina was now explaining it. Yeah, and yeah. she's self-aware that it has happened. And yeah, it was really interesting. She said that um, she, uh, it took her a long time to figure out who she was, and um, she met Bet when she was really really young, and they fell in love, and. Um, she really didn't think that she could find herself unless she left because, you know, we know that she had sort of felt suffocated by Bet and like we said earlier, her pers- entire personality, personality was Bet. Yeah, we don't know like it was like being about an extension of Bet. Basically, yeah, that was that was her character. Was her life was everything about Bet, and um, and it's not cool. She said that she felt like half of a person, which was really That's telling so sad. and really yeah. sad. Um, and Angie says that um, she called Tina because she thought that B needed Tina. Yeah, well, so that was it wasn't sweet. it wasn't that uh, Angie needed her, but that yeah, Angie's like a smart kid. She's yeah, like, she's like a. I think I think that's what happens when lesbians raise a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> they turn out cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, then she gets really excited, and she says like, "Can you keep a secret?" And they like. Oh, they have, like, a little promise. giddy, it's like, so moment. Cute. Yeah. And she says that she kissed Jordy today, and that scene, I just... And Tina's, like, like, excitement. I was like, ah! I love that. Oh it was God. so cute. It's really, really, really cute. Yeah. And I guess that they can have that relationship because Tina sort of does miss everything, so... It she's, is like, that, like, distant, so yeah. it's easy. Yeah. I want to know where she's living. I want to know... If, if she's living with, with someone. I want to know all these details, and I hope that I learn right. them. Yeah, I hope so. Right. I think she's only in it for one, one other episode. But no, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. I have high hopes for next episode. Oh, me too. Um, so then it cuts to um, Finley and Sophie. It's a very short scene. They're on a bike, um, mm-hmm. and Sophie's telling Finley like everyone loves you. Like stopping so whatever. They're really drunk. Then Sophie's like, I love you so much. Like I like you're my everything. I love you. I love you. I love you. And Finley's like, I love you too. And then there's like a really awkward moment where they're like, it's posing the question of do they love each other as friends or do they love each other as more? Because mm-hmm. it does like a little close up of uh, where Sophie's hands are, and I guess they're like in an intimate place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, dun dun nice. dun, like plot point. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna end up being Sophie who cheats on Danny instead right. of Danny that cheats on Sophie. I don't know. That's just my theory, but it's also very plausible. And then. Short scene ends, goes into, or back into the conversation Alice, Nat, and Gigi were having in the car, mm-hmm. um, but this time they're in the house, and Gigi's essentially, she's upset, she's like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm leaving, um, and then only kisses Alice goodbye, <laughs> which is like, okay. Nat is kind of upset, even though she had just said she's not mad. Right. Um, she was just, like, she's off, you know? Yeah. Um... And then Alice kind of, it's just them speaking now. And Alice is like, "You're, I think you're a little bit hard on Gigi. 
Um, and then they walk into the bedroom and they see that the kids have left them all little notes. Mm-hmm. And they left one for Nat, like, about, you know, being a mom. And they left one for Gigi about being a mom. And then they wrote one for Alice. It's like M. Alice, um, which spells <laughs> malice. That's kind of sad. But, <laughs> and like foreboding. Yeah. But um, basically, Alice is like, look, the kids seem fine. As Lisa Cholodanko once said, the kids, <laughs> kids are, are all right, right. you know? <laughs> um, and then it kind of gets into Nat feeling extremely overwhelmed about her feelings because she's like, I'm feeling a lot of things for, for Gigi. So, and it's not all good, but it's like, they're all feelings. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hurt you because I love you, Alice. Um, and she doesn't want to lose Alice. Yeah, she doesn't want to lose Alice. And I feel really bad for her because she felt kind of stuck and confused and she just feels like hurt and doesn't really well, know that's how to navigate. a really awkward position to be yeah, in because it's not like you're in a relationship with someone else that's it new. Is her you're ex-wife getting who she has children, children with. with. Like this is someone that you know deeply. It's not like you're getting to know her. Yeah. And but Alice is getting to know her. So it's like everyone is at different different spaces. levels. It's very awkward in that sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not so, anti throuble but no, I don't but know about this. No, this one is a yeah. little messy. Yeah, but um, what's no? Ne- it's always messy with Alice. Oh, yeah, always. Um, so we see that, and then we cut to Danny pacing on the phone again, like damage control. Um, and <laughs> that's how she acts. That's, she acts with her eyebrow <laughs> and her pacing. Yes, that's it, and her white high waisted pants, and that's <laughs> yeah. Danny. Um, she says that, uh, the lawyer who, like, well, Tyler's lawyer, the man who sh- Bet pushed down the stairs, won't sue if Bet makes a public apology. Um, and she's like, are you serious? Blah, 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 whatever. Um, and Danny says that you have the power to change people. Like, again, she's like, really yeah. believes in her. Yeah, like, oh, girl, like, you just have a crush, so. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it's called. Um, and then... She says, you have to, you have to go make the speech that only you can make. And so Bette walks outside, out, out of her house, and the media is still, like, camped out there, waiting for her to leave. And she addresses the media. And then it sort of cuts to Tina and Bette in bed with um, Angie. And Angie says, I, d- I don't want you to quit. And so this is sort of, like, prefacing, like, why Bette, you know, why she's fighting for mayor, why she wants to do this. And... Um, in the speech, she finally reveals to the public why she's running. She says that her sister Kit died of a heroin overdose, but months before she died, she was in a car accident, and she was prescribed painkillers after the car accident, but, but nobody asked you, no, nobody asked her, are you an addict? And so everyone failed her, the doctors, the system failed her, everyone failed her, and Bet says, I cannot fail her. And this is the, this is the way that Bet um, can sort of, like, fight for Kit and fight for everyone else who has those issues and just fight for people, um, unfortunate people in general. And then we see Alice, Nat, and the kids cuddling with also Gigi, so we just, like, pan over them for a second. They're all, like, sort of sleeping. Um, and then we see, um, Danny coming home, and she sees Finley and Sophia sleep on the couch cuddling, and we also see Shane and Kiara cuddling, and Shane says, I love you. And then Kiara, like, pauses. pauses <laughs> and then says, I love you too. And she goes, what? I took a breath. So it was very cute. Yeah. Full um, circle moment. Full circle moment. 
Um, and Vet says that she never wanted to exploit her family's pain, but, but this is something that is bigger than her family. Um, and she says that she cannot drop out of the race. This is bigger than her, bigger than everything. So this is, like, why she's doing all this. It was very powerful. Um, I thought it was, like, the best way that she could address the situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, and she's great with her words, as yeah. always. Yeah. So then, um, we see... We go back to Danny and Sophie's place. Um, Sophie wakes up and she's asking her, she's asking Danny, like, how was your day? How's it going? Like, let's talk. And Danny's like, I don't want to talk about my day. It was, like, crazy. And she's like, but you need to talk to me. And she goes, I don't have anything to say. Um, and they're sort of, like, getting in an argument. So it's, like, setting up that there's, there are problems and they're finally sort of confronting them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, Sophie wants to confront them and Danny, like, clearly is, like, too busy or doesn't and all that stuff. Um, and then from there, we see Bet and Tina again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when Tina is like, that was a good speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of like, it's outside of the house. So she's getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Which I'm thinking then, does she live in LA? I think she does live in LA. I think they're just separated. Like, she got there so quick. So she If she lives in LA. in LA, though, like, she should be on the show. No, but why isn't Angie always with her? Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just, Logistically, maybe I'm not. she lives like in Orange County. Ew! No, she would never live in Orange I, County. But she lives. I don't know. She. I'm, I'm saying like. She, she seems like. I'm trying to think of what kind of bitch she's. She seems like a Harland. Uh, Harland. She seems like a Highland Park bitty. Like. Mm-hmm. I feel like she lives there. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> All the lesbians I know that are in film, kind of live there or like, um, Silver Lake. But I don't think she's a Silver Lake hoe. She's like not. She's too domestic. She's too <laughs> Well, who's her partner now? I don't I know. Need, I need the answers to these questions. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, the geography of LA is a different story, but it kind of ends with um, Tina being like, if you need anything, I'm here. And she's like, I am your family. I love oh. you. And Bet is like, bitch, I love you too. <laughs> uh, and then they go in for oh a hug. Oh, God. Don't even, <laughs> this is the best part. And Bet is like begging Tina to stay. She's like, please don't go. And it just, like, ends. And and there's, we, before she said, please don't go, like, there was a classic bet hug of when yeah. she, like, smells the hair. Oh, oh, how could I, I didn't, oh, and the she, hair like, smell. Takes, how could I forget? She, like, takes the presence of the person she's hugging in. And you it's, just know, actually, when she smelled her hair, we both went, oh, oh, we see it coming now. <laughs> like, we both made that noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I think this is the best episode of the season. I really enjoyed it. Probably because it was ba- back to old Edward. Back to old Edward and back to Bet's curly hair. Oh, did she not have curly hair in the rest of the season? I really don't think so. Curly hair representation. Yes, we both have we curly both have hair. curly hair, and Bet's hair is like gorgeously curly. Gorgeous, and so I was very happy to see it curled. <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> yeah, love to see it. it's her natural hair. It's great. I know. Um, but I guess like quote unquote, it's not professional, which is why her hair is always straight in the. Girl, you just shoved someone down the stairs. Like, no, maybe, I'm no, I know, I know what you mean. I know. What yeah, you mean. I'm just saying. Like, you That's can wear it curly. <laughs> you can wear it curly. Yeah, I think it looks better on her, anyways. But yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode. I loved it. Um, have your feelings on the new characters like changed at all? Um, I don't know. I still love Gigi. I still love Tess. I, I'm loving that 
Tess is getting more to do, and we're learning yeah, more about her. Lena's because not in, in the yeah, and I more, really so. thought that they were gonna go with Lena the so way did I, yeah. this, the season was starting. And I'm I, I I liked Lena, but I guess she's gone. Um, but I like Tess more, so I'm really glad that we're seeing an actual storyline revolve around her. And yeah, like, yeah. We're seeing what's going on in her mind. Um, yeah, I I liked this episode a lot. I, I had fun. so much fun, and I was actually for the first time, not for the first time, this is mean, but I was really excited to watch it. I was very excited. So, that was fun. And, I don't know, just, I feel like the dialogue between Tina and Bet was very good. I loved the writing in those scenes, I just thought it was Yeah. Fun. Again, we always, uh, we always like the writing for the older characters. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> just because they're just better, yeah. I don't know. Um, and they're well acted, but. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved a... seeing the and Laurel Holman. Oh yeah, the, on, yeah in the credits, those credits. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a good episode. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. I promise we won't have a random hiatus. Yes, we will be back. <laughs> okay.